Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Hi, and welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome to episode 203. This is part two of my mini-series on expectations. Yesterday I talked about kids' expectations. Today I want to talk about parental expectations. We can have expectations for practically everything. We have high expectations. We tend, we as parents tend to have high expectations. And when our kids don't meet our high expectations, we get triggered. How many of us expect our kids to get straight A's in school? Or at least hope that they get straight A's in school? How many of us expect our kids to play sports? Expect our kids to make the high-level elite team? Expect our kids to want to put in the time to practice things and get better, whether it's sports or music or foreign a foreign language. How many of us expect our kids to sit quietly at the table? How many of our us expect our kids to clean their room the moment we ask them? <clears throat> our parental lives can be filled with expectations. And then what happens when our kids don't meet our expectations? Some of our expectations are reasonable and some of them are completely unreasonable. And when I think about unreasonable, I think about school. Some kids just are not cut out for the traditional school setting. It's just not a good fit for them. They thrive in a different kind of environment. But it can be so easy as parents to try and stuff them into the mold of school rather than looking at anything that would be an alternative that would help them to grow and thrive. And so, and and I, I hear many, many times parents complaining about kids and chores, not making their bed, not cleaning their room, not picking up their toys. The parent tells them, the kid says, I'll do it, but then they never do, or they don't do it anyway, or they resist, or they do it, but it's a terrible job. We expect that the quality of what they're doing is going to be higher than it ends up being. And really, when we have expectations like that, that means we're attached to an outcome. We have a certain idea of how the thing is going to turn out. And when it doesn't turn out according to our expectations, we get triggered. 
and then we get angry with our kids. And then when we're triggered and angry, things just go right downhill from there. And so imagine this for a second. Imagine that you have no expectation in a certain situation. Imagine for a minute that you are not attached to any outcome. So let's say you ask your child to clean their room. It doesn't mean you don't want your kids to do anything. It just means that you're not attached to a particular outcome and you don't have what we tend to think of as expectations. So let's imagine, I mean, cleaning your room, well, it, it does work actually. Let's imagine you ask your child to clean their room and they do, but they don't do a really good job. They pick up, you know, two or three things and they put it away and they say, oh, my room's done. And then you go in and look <clears throat> and you're wondering what in the world they did that qualifies as cleaning their room because it's still a mess. If you're attached to the outcome, if you have a high expectation in that situation, you might become triggered and get frustrated with your child and yell at them, punish them, threaten them, what have you. But if you have no expectation and you're not attached to the outcome, if you go in the room, let's say the child is seven years old, you go in the room, they say they've finished cleaning and you go in and you can see that they picked up maybe two or three items, but the room is still a mess. If you're not attached to your expectations and what you think it should look like, when you go in there, you're much less likely to become triggered you're much more likely to see the situation for what it is. There are a couple of different reasons why their room might not have been picked up to your expectation. Number one, they might not know how to clean a room, how to straighten up a room sometimes, or the mess is too big and they're overwhelmed and they picked up a few things but they didn't finish the job because they don't even know where to start. I even see that with adults sometimes when they have a big pile of papers or a big junky garage, they just leave it because they don't even know what to do with it. So if we do that as uh, adults when we're overwhelmed, of course our kids can do it. It could also be that they lack storage in their room to clean the room up. So it could be that they're unmotivated, that they don't like cleaning. That's probably most kids. There are many, many different reasons why a child might not clean a room to, according to the way you expect it to be done. But if you're not attached to the outcome and you go in there and you see that their room is not really all that clean, then it allows you, you're not blinded by the emotion of your trigger because it wasn't done the way you wanted it to do. Rather, you go into the room, you see the few things they picked up and the rest of the stuff they didn't touch. And it, suddenly your, your vision isn't clouded. You can see much more clearly what's going on. And because you're not emotionally hijacked by your anger, then you can go to your child and you can say, well, little Johnny, I see that you picked up a few things when I asked you to clean your room and I'm really pleased to see that. However, 
it seems like there's still some more things that need to be picked up here. So I wonder if we could take a look at it and see if we can figure this out together. So you bring Johnny back in and then you and Johnny talk about the room and perhaps you find out that you guys have never determined designated a location for a bunch of the things in his room and he doesn't have enough bins to store his various toys and books and socks and whatever else and so he actually even though he might have the best intentions to clean his room he doesn't actually know where to put things but because you're not triggered you can see that now so perhaps it means that you take a trip to the store and buy some storage organization units that help him to give his belongings a place perhaps also it's time to look through his room and thin it out a little bit maybe he has toys in there that he doesn't play with anymore and he's outgrown maybe he has clothes that he's outgrown when kids have too much to be responsible for and I have to say this about adults too because I'm currently obsessed with Marie Kondo's tidying up show on Netflix where she helps people organize their houses and declutter kids and adults can become overwhelmed when they have too much stuff and I know that's true with my kids when they become less and less able to keep their room clean over time historically it is because they have too much stuff so rather than yelling and arguing about it we just say hmm maybe time to thin things out and then we plan a day and then we go through their closets their drawers their toys their books their clothes we go through everything papers and we pull out what they don't want some things they say oh I want to give that away some things they say oh this is very special to me can you save it in the basement and so we make decisions item by item but this is how I, I think the room cleaning example is a really good ex, uh, illustration of how parental expectations can backfire and they can actually end up making your life more more frustrated irritated your kids life less fun as their parent is on them all the time and then it makes your relationship a little more tense and a little less connected so I hope this gives you some ideas about how you can lower your expectations in your life or at least detach from the outcome of situations you can still have an idea of what you would like to see but if you detach from the outcome at least that's the part that that kind of short circuits that trigger that emotional trigger so that you can actually see the situation for what it is and see what your child is developmentally capable of and how you can best support them to achieve whatever the goal is and I have to say that in our new course the chaos cure we talk about all this kind of stuff so I invite you to join us registration is open now but only for another seven days when it closes on January 29th so I'll put the link in the show notes I'd love to have you join us as we help you cure the chaos 
That wraps up today's episode. Wherever you are in this world, I hope you make it a fabulous day for yourself. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.